Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this after Halloween day? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm doing very well. It was a busy day at church and mm-hmm. at home, but a fun day, and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Well, first, okay, looking back a bit, we didn't do any kind of recap last time, but anyways, it's been a very busy but good season. We've had two football districts come to end, right? Yes, Both yes. Johnny and Sam mm-hmm. were district champs for their various... Well, Johnny's on seventh grade, and mm-hmm. Sam is on varsity, and so they are... Varsity is now headed into the playoffs. We got a bye week this week. Johnny is done for the season. Mm-hmm. And we also had, gosh, what else? Well, we had that. Uh, David had a concert David for orchestra. Concert. Ellie got to go to Billy Joel, her lifelong yeah. dream in Austin, which awesome. Texas, which is amazing. Sophie flew a plane. Sophie flew right. a plane yesterday. Halloween oh. fell in there. And we do want to talk a little bit about Halloween. Yeah. Um, for starters, it was the first time you ever went. Well, we want to talk theologically about Halloween, Don't but first. Up. Um, last night was the first time you did not have to cart around a yeah. child for in like 20 plus years. I know. They're probably, probably going all the way back to like 2002. Because, you know, 2001, Sophie would have been two months older. Yeah, but I think even... we probably threw in a stroller and walked oh, around. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know, maybe but, not. But, uh, you know, by 2002, she would have been old enough to go. And so, that yeah, it's the first time since 2002 that <laughs> I, I haven't been, you know, escorting one of the kids around the, the blocks to go trick-or-treating. And it was such a weird feeling. It was like, oh. Yeah, you sat with me and passed out candy. Little empty nests. Which is what I do. Yeah, it has felt like that, which is very strange because we haven't, we still have four boys at home, Mm -hmm. one of whom is only nine. Um, But it does feel like they are all very active and busy, and there are many nights where it's not many people home for dinner, you know? Yeah. Sports and other things. So it does feel a little like that. And last night for sure did because they all went out with their friends for Halloween. And so we were at home passing out candy for the first time together. Yeah, which, you know, which I enjoyed. I get to do anything I get to do with my wife. I enjoy, I see, of yes. course. I see. Uh, but it was just an odd thing. I mean, you know, for 20 years I've been yeah. walking, <laughs> walking. The, walking the beat, so to speak, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a strange thing. Yeah. And we didn't have a ton. We live in no, a very really um, family-friendly neighborhood. And yeah. yeah, we didn't have a ton of kids, but yeah, I was we very had some. It was fun. It was mm. fun to see the neighbors and do the things. Mm. But let's talk a little bit about Halloween because... Um, you know, Christians have varying degrees of comfort level with Halloween and celebrating Halloween. And um, you got into a little bit of a, what would you call it I yesterday? would call it a, a one, one-sided heated uh, monologue, is probably how I would call it. Okay. So there was, a, you know, we had a Halloween event, the Monster Mash uh, event at our church yesterday. It went very well. I think Matt said we had about 160 people at one point, so okay. I was really pleased. Which was like place. a, it was kind of like a lunch and a mm-hmm. little trick-or-treating, tables, yeah. families and put so up we, tables. Exactly, yeah. we set up tables and then, you know, the, we invited our own children and friends and neighborhood kids to come and, you know, kind of go table to table. So it was a great event, I had a, had a wonderful time. Uh, but there was a, uh, a Spanish-speaking woman who uh, had some Bible tracts in her hands and, uh, you know, took me aside as the father because that's, you know, I was wearing my collar. The pastor, I mean, pastor, yes, he right. was wearing a, he, she called him father, but yeah. he was wearing his collar. Yeah, and yeah. just, you know, chewed me up one side and down the other for holding a Halloween event, which I thought was really interesting. And so, I, you know, I tried to speak to her, but like I said, it was really 
very much a one-sided conversation, as those things tend right. to be. Right, and she, her English wasn't awesome, right? So it was hard to no, understand exactly what... No, it was exactly better than my Spanish, but yeah, her English right. was, uh, was, was not great. But, okay. But so even she, if it had been, she would not have really given me the an opening in the conversation. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay, so her and her point was that this is of the devil or what? Yeah, well, it was, it was interesting. So again, because of the language barrier, mm-hmm. right? I think her point was that uh, Halloween is... Uh, Halloween is a Catholic tradition and the Day of the Dead and Jesus doesn't like either of them. I think that's that was kind of her point. Oh, that was her point. Okay. Yeah, so she was coming out of a pretty strong uh, Pentecostal background. Okay. Um, and it, it sounded like she, she said that she had been born and raised Catholic and then, you okay. know, that's not the true faith. So I you had that mixed in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think she was talking about the... Um, the Mexican tradition of the Day of the Dead, okay, and how that's pagan, yeah, and you know that's, that's what this face. Halloween is. Yeah. And I said, actually, no, it's different, you know. But, okay, uh, but you know, like I said, it was really it was very much a one sided conversation. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a lot of back and forth. Okay, so what would you, if you were able to give your side of the story, mm-hmm. what do we say as Christians? How is it okay for us to send our children trick or treating, or is it okay? Yeah, I would say it's really up to the parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, as with most of these things, it's up to the parent, it's up to the individual that. Uh, you know, what, what really got my goat about this particular uh, woman I spoke with yesterday, or was spoken to mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday, uh, was, was that, again, there was no back and forth. Yeah. It was all just, you know, you're wrong and here's all the reasons why. Which is par for the course in this world, but yes, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but no, what I would say is that, there, you know, there's two reasons. A, per, a parent could uh, make the argument that, you know, I mean, just look around, everybody's dressed up as, as ghosts and zombies and mm-hmm. devils, and I don't want my kids taking part in any part of that. Right. I totally get that. I get that too. You know? I don't really, I don't, I totally we don't do those that. kind of costumes right. either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was coming from is, yeah, you know, there are kids dressed up as, as, uh, as ghosts, zombies, what, and whatnot. Uh, but the, the overall holiday, the Halloween is no longer uh, a worship of pagan forces. It's no longer a worship of, um, of the, the evil forces or the devil. Uh, it's really just a, a holiday where kids get dressed up in costumes and go around and get candy from each mm-hmm. other. And, that, and I tried to say to her, moreover, I'm using Halloween you know, as a way to talk about Christian faith. Yeah, and here's what did. I've been doing the past mm-hmm. five weeks, but she right. wanted nothing of it. Right. So. But, um, you know, I will say it can be taken too far. Yes, oh, it sure. is It is a celebration of death culture, right? It can be. It can be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've brought up in your sermon series several times that Americans spend only second to Christmas on Halloween. So it's gotten to be a seriously consumerist Mm -hmm. holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, it's all about gluttony and stuff, right? So there's there's some things you could argue against it. It's probably not... Um, but um, if you if you don't like, we, yeah, I wouldn't put up all these kind of all, right, all these gravestones and stuff in my yard the way a lot of people do. I wouldn't. I mean, it's fine. No. It's maybe fine. I don't know, but I don't like that part of it. But as a just a little fun dress up, go around, meet your neighbors. Right. Then to me, that's fine. Yeah, you know. So I'm thinking it's about our, our old neighborhood in Ohio. We mm-hmm. had, you know, down the one end of the street, oh, and we had uh, a family who was was <laughs> really fun. You know, they had. Um, they had like kind of the, the fun little Halloween decorations and you know that oh right and they would screen uh, the the peanuts Halloween yes, okay. movie on a sheet on the on one their, side yeah. of the house so it was great you know, and that, that was like fun Halloween right. stuff you know and then you go the other uh, side yes. and that was like the house of horrors I mean it really the, the was. people you know they had like more fake blood than you can shake a stick at right and, and people hanging from and trees and it was, and it was disgusting yeah, yeah. Uh, and so those were like kind of like the two extremes for me like you right. know it, it can be a fun community and family event yeah. But it can or go it can bad. be like really kind of dark and not good. Which is true of anything, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of debating my involvement with Facebook right now, and that's the exact same. It can be this great connecting mm-hmm. thing. It can also be a very dark place. And oh, yeah. so it's really hard. We have Those are lines you have to draw kind of on your own. Yeah. yeah. Right? 
Anyways, okay, moving on from there. So that we're getting into the reason we're taking a break from parables today is because we did want to discuss a little bit of Halloween mm-hmm. and we want to talk about the Reformation, mm-hmm. which was also celebrated, and All Saints Day, which yeah. is next week. And we needed a one week little break because we want to take this parable series into right up to yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, so, so today is actually All Saints Day. It's uh, November 1st. Uh, so there's All Saints Day, and then the, the Sunday on which you celebrate it is called All Saints Sunday, depending how the calendar moves, you know, it's, it, uh, that kind of shifts around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so All Saints Day is the one day of the church year when we celebrate all the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the big saints have their own day, you know, St. Martin's Day, St. Valentine's Day, so on and so forth. Yep. Uh, but there's all of the, um, well, this is from the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 7. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, were standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and, and singing hallelujah. And so there's this, uh, all Saints Day is the, the day of the, the year when we remember those. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the saints, all the people whom God has redeemed, both known and unknown, mm-hmm. uh, people from every tribe, tongue, and language. And, uh, and uh, whenever I preach on it, I say, and who do you know among that, among that multitude? Mm-hmm. You know, who do you know who's standing there? clothed in white thanks to jesus christ right right well we have to define you know the saint because mm-hmm. you said like the big saints right right which would be the ones in history who were actually canonized, canonized right? right and then that means the church has deemed them saints mm-hmm. we don't do that in the lutheran church but those are the saints you normally think of mm-hmm. but the bible speaks of saints as any believer so that's yeah. what we're talking about right and so there's a difference between like you know our own church is named after saint john yes right the apostle john saint john uh, but then uh, when, when Paul writes in his letters, he addresses his letters to the saints mm-hmm. in Corinth or to the saint in, saints in Rome or the saints in Galatia. Right. And as you read through the letter, you realize these people aren't very saintly. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just like us. They're I mean, they're, Corinth, they're good yeah. and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, uh, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, they are his. Right. So they're, they're holy to him. They are precious in his sight and therefore they're saints. Okay. Right. So that's what the holiday is about, All Saints Day. Uh, and it's a holiday that, um, that that goes back at least to the the three hundreds. That's kind of the first mention we have of it. Um, and the the uh, the date on which All Saints Day is celebrated has moved around considerably. Sometimes it's March, sometimes it's mm. summer, sometimes it's November. But it seems that by about around the eight hundreds, it kind of stabilized right yeah. around November first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the, the origin of that. Right. Now, my sermon yesterday, I spoke about how. When the church spread into Northern Britain and Ireland, uh, you know, All Saints Day was one of those uh, cultural pieces that they used to really evangelize the, mm-hmm. the Celtic population. Okay. So it's been fixed at about November first, or since around the eight eight hundreds or so, and it's just a day when we uh, when we celebrate and commemorate and remember those uh, who have died with faith in Jesus Christ and are now with Him in that year. Mm-hmm. Right, we try to do it in that well, year, otherwise the list gets very, very long. Yeah, and that's yeah. really a matter of, of congregational practice. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, this church, yeah, we try to keep it to the previous 12 months. Mm-hmm. But other churches open up the door to, you know, hey, like some of my father you know, passed away 17 years ago. Right. You know, they'd say, by all means, remember him. Okay. Um, and so it really depends on the particular okay. congregation. Yeah. yeah. And there's different ways of celebrating. Uh, normally, there's some sort of um, uh, either listing or recitation of the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then often some sort of act that goes along with that, whether that's the ringing of a bell yep. or in our church, um, the placing of a, a rose, a yeah, white rose. Very nice. Uh, or in other churches, maybe the lighting of a candle, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But there's there's often some sort of um, ritual act that goes along with the remembering of each uh, right. each and every loved one. So it's a lovely holiday. I love mm-hmm. it. You do. I think um, 
I don't remember growing up. I know we did that at our past church. We read the names too, mm-hmm. right? Yes. In Upper Arlington. Okay. And here you do. But I don't remember in the Lutheran church growing up doing that. So I'm not sure if I just don't remember or if our church didn't do it. It's kind of memorable. So I'm, I'm thinking I would remember it. Yeah. Well, you know, your, your Lutheran roots are longer than mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know about that. I'll have to find that out. But I, I just, because I know our kids mention it every once in a while. So it's not something that you, you know, it sticks with you because their loved ones are go mm-hmm. up and it's it can be very sad. You know, if oh, the yeah, person's just passed right. and they put a, they get a rose and they put it down. It's, you know, it's moving. So I, it's it's a memorable thing. So I'm kind of thinking we didn't do it and I just don't remember it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's very memorable, you know, mm-hmm. especially for those when you, you know the people, you know right. the story. That's, yes, exactly. Or you've just been memorable. to the funeral. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that is All so, Saints Day. All right, so All Saints Day, and here's the connection to the next thing, yes. Reformation Day. Reformation. So All Saints Day, right, it's the day when we remember all the saints. Okay. Uh, and there's a church in Wittenberg. There was a church in Wittenberg, Germany, called All Saints Church, mm-hmm. which was uh, which was under the authority of a local governor named Frederick the Wise. Mm-hmm. And he had he boasted that he had the largest collection of relics outside of uh, outside of Rome itself. Okay. And so Frederick, um, so this, this small town of Wittenberg was known as this um, pilgrimage site where people mm-hmm. would come to this church, All Saints Church, and they would you know, they would see the relics and they would ask the saints to intercede for them. Well, uh, there was um, about the same time. There's a the Pope in Rome was trying to raise money for a new church, which mm-hmm. we now know as St. Peter's okay. the Basilica. He was trying to raise money for a new church, and one of the ways he did that was by sending out what are called indulgence preachers. Indulgence preachers. Uh, and so, in in the medieval um, in the medieval medieval understanding of the time, uh, penance worked like this, or confession worked like this, where you'd go and you'd say the the Father, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Mm-hmm. So, what have you done, my son, my daughter? And you'd list your sins. Okay. And then, depending on what those sins were and how bad they were, the priest would assign some. Uh, the priest would forgive you in the name right. of Jesus, and then he would assign some penalty uh, as um, almost like a civil. Um, as a way of showing your your sincerity right and so you know forgive me father for i have sinned i I kicked the dog and yelled at my wife okay Okay, well here's what you need to do you need to say five hail marys and three our fathers but you said the forgiveness came first so they were already forgiven and then they they had to do this they'd be forgiven and then as a sign of this forgiveness Mm -hmm. they would they would turning away uh, okay it's kind of so if you think about the you got the vertical penalty between man and God, and mm-hmm. that's, that was forgiven. But then the horizontal penalty between people, between okay. neighbors. Okay. You know, you got to work this thing out. Right. right. Now, technically speaking, indulgences had to do more with that horizontal, uh, with the love of neighbor. Okay. You know, so the practice developed whereby instead of saying, hey, you know, say 10 Hail Marys, you could say give $10 and it shows the sincerity of your heart. I see. You know? But you can see how this is really open to uh, abuse, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So one of these indulgence preachers, uh, the, the Pope sent out all of these indulgence preachers throughout Europe to raise funds for St. Peter's Basilica uh, through the preaching of indulgences. And when they got you know away from Rome, they took a little bit of liberty. Right. And the one who showed up at the neighboring town, uh, Frederick the Wise didn't want any indulgence preachers in his town because they would compete with the relics at All Saints Church. But the one in the neighboring town... Uh, was a very famous preacher by the name of Johann Tetzel. And he had this little, uh, this lovely little lyric, every time the coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. Right, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was preaching that uh, not only could indulgences, not only could indulgences um, do away with the penalty of your sin here on earth, but indulgences could cover the penalty of uh, 
of the sins of loved ones who have already died. Oh. And so he would preach to people and he'd say, you know, your mom or your father, they, 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 they died. And how do you know that they're in heaven with Jesus? They're in purgatory for thousands and thousands of years. You know, you give me some money and we'll Got get it. them out of purgatory. They'll go mm-hmm. right to heaven. Uh, and it was very successful, right? But when Luther heard about this in the neighboring town over, he was he was, he was enraged. Mm. You know, Luther at this point was just a monk. Mm-hmm. He was a monk and he was a Bible teacher. A uh, pretty good Bible teacher, yeah. but still not really known by anybody. You know, he was a good Bible teacher. Uh, and what this priest in the neighboring town was preaching, Luther was not reading in the Bible. And so right. he really took offense at it. Uh, and on All Saints' Eve, October 31st, Halloween, right? mm-hmm. on All Saints' Eve, he wrote and posted what are called the 95 Theses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Theses, plural for thesis. Uh, the 95 Theses. And each one of them was a, a point of academic disputation. Right. And so he wrote them in Latin. Remember, he's a professor. Mm-hmm. He wrote them in Latin and he nailed them to the church door. Not so much as an act of protest, probably. Well, I mean, partly yeah. as an act of protest. Mm-hmm. But really more as an act of, uh, of posting. I mean, that was like literally the Facebook of the day. Right, you right. Know? I mean, that was the bulletin board. just posted board. on the... People go in and out of the church door all the time. So okay. that's where public notices were posted. And he put them up there in Latin, hoping to... Because uh, uh, these are things that he wanted to talk about with the faculty and the students. Okay. But what happened is somebody took them down from the church door, translated them from Latin into German, and then using the new technology of yeah, the day, the right. printing press... Uh, they printed them in German and in other European languages, and they spread like wildfire. They, they went viral, they went as viral. we call it today. Right? Yes. Uh, and so uh, in, in a, a very short while, it's a matter of weeks, this rather obscure priest in, uh, in, in Germany uh, had you know, European-wide notoriety. Right, which is definitely not what he was going for. Definitely not what he was going for, not at all. He just wanted to talk about it at the university, yep. but it, you know, it took right off. Mm-hmm. And so Luther's 95 Theses... Um, and this is the very opening salvo of the Reformation. Okay. And so they're rather tame. You know, as, as the battle goes on and the battle lines are drawn, then the battle gets very, very heated. Okay. Uh, but this opening salvo is, is really tame. And there's 95 of them, but they kind of go around three key themes. Um, the first and the most important is the spiritual theme. And so the opening uh, thesis is this. When Jesus called us to repent, uh, he meant that the whole Christian life should be one of repentance. And that doesn't sound very, no. you know, controversial. No. But for the time, for the medieval time, repentance meant do penance. And so when Jesus said, oh, okay. so the, the way the church was preaching it, right. is that in order to repent, it means you had to go to the priest, confess your sin, you you'd be assigned these things, you had to do thing. this, that, right. and the other, mm-hmm. or you had community service, and mm-hmm. you pay the fine. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Luther began by saying, no, when Jesus said, repent, he's not talking about an act that you do for the church, right. under the authority of the church. But he's talking about a spiritual change of heart. Yes. So that was kind of the, the, the heart of the matter. Uh, and it was this, this spiritual turn that it's not the outward ritual act in the church. It's the inner uh, repentance of the heart that really counts. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it makes a lot of sense now. Right. It's just like a child who you say, okay, because you did this, you go do this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they do it grumbling and being upset about it. Yeah. Whereas if they have a true conversion of heart, then... It's internal and it actually is lasting change, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, that, so that was the opening kind of song. Okay. Uh, so one, one was a, a spiritual uh, mm-hmm. spiritual talk. Um, and then that's also connected to, to the Bible. Um, that he's basing this in what Jesus said. You know, when Jesus said in Matthew, repent, he meant that the whole life should be one of repentance. Yes. So he's basing what he says in the Bible, not in the church teaching. Okay. 
So those are kind of the roots of what then becomes the Protestant Reformation. Right. That it's about the Bible, God's word alone, mm-hmm. uh, and about the individual who's saved by grace through faith. Okay. Right? Hmm. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second had to do with authority. Okay. So he, uh, Luther didn't dispute the Pope's authority to, uh, to uh, disperse indulgences. Mm-hmm. But he said, however, the Pope has no authority over the souls in purgatory. That the Pope is, is the vicar of Christ's church on earth. And that once people are off the earth, they're no longer under the Pope's authority. They're under Jesus' authority. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, and, then, and then he made a, a second point, namely, and even if the Pope did have authority over the souls in purgatory, why wouldn't he, out of good Christian love, release them all? Right. You know, which, again, is not all that controversial, but it did question the Pope's authority. Definitely. And that's the one of the other big legs of the Reformation mm-hmm. was... Uh, was a matter of, you know, who has authority on yes. earth. Is it the church, the Roman Catholic Church, or is it the Bible? Okay. And Luther is clearly saying it's the Bible that has greater authority. And he's okay. questioning the whole, you know, goodness of, of the, the Pope himself. Uh, and then the third was really a cultural point. And this had to do with finances, always a popular topic in right. culture. Uh, and there's so, you know... And the, in the Bible. And in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So remember, they're up in Germany, uh, and the, the Pope is down there in Rome, and, you know, the Germans are living in... Uh, not quite in squalor, but you know, not really in a lot of wealth. Uh, and then over the Alps, down in Rome, they're living. You know, it's, it's the most one of the richest cities sure. in all of Europe. Uh, and so there was this cultural element where the Germans felt like they were getting fleeced by the Italians. And so Luther tapped into that too. He says, "Why doesn't the Pope build St. Peter's with his own money? You know, rather than taking the money from these mm, poor Germans." Okay. Okay. And so he kind of tapped into this cultural root, uh, this cultural resentment. And those three things there, the cultural, mm-hmm. the authority, and then the the spiritual, talking about the Bible, those three really, you know, resonated with people throughout Europe. Um, it went viral. Okay. And, you know, the Reformation yes. started. Yes. Yeah. Whether or not he really wanted that to happen, he wanted to reform the Catholic Church, right? But instead we right. got a whole new Protestant uh, following and... Um, I guess the point being is to this day, we probably should continue to reform. We should always be reforming ourselves and the church, correct? Yes, semper reformanda, always oh, yes. reforming. Always yeah. reforming. Always reforming. And that's important. Now, Luther never intended to start a new church. He really wanted <clears throat> he really wanted to reform yeah. the church as he knew it, yeah. the Catholic church. Uh, but the Catholic church as he knew it did not want to be reformed. Mm-hmm. And so they eventually kicked him out and they kicked out all of his followers and they dismissed them. They said, oh, they're not Christians, they're Lutherans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of how the name stuck. Right. Yeah. So just to wrap up, we're no longer really Protestants, right? We're no longer really protesting anything because now we've kind of come back into theological alignment with the Catholic Church on the most part, right? On the most yeah, important thing? on most important things. You right. know, the, of course, the big one is remains authority. Yeah. But okay. clearly on the, the, the most important topic, which is the spiritual topic. Right, theology. Um, yeah, we would say that we certainly are in alignment with our Catholic brothers and sisters, that they too would agree we are saved by grace through faith mm-hmm. uh, for Christ alone. You know, there's still some mutual mm-hmm. suspicion that the other, that each party suspects the other one doesn't quite get it. Right. You know, we, as Protestants, we tend to think, well, you know, they they really trust too much in their own works and their own mm-hmm. deeds. Yep. <clears throat> and as Catholics, they tend to think, well, you know, the. They really don't take it seriously enough. There's right. no life change. Yep. Where are the words? Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, by Got and large, we're at least kind of on the same, yes. in the same ballpark. Yes, now, which we is are. Good. That is good. That's yeah. happened in our lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a big debate when, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, that was right about the time we were, we were ordained, I ordained. think. Ordained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't the Concordat. The what was that called? Declaration on the joint Doctrine of Justification. Declaration. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We've had a lot of little 
not yeah. little, a lot of movements. Well, that was an important yeah. one, mm-hmm. uh, if for no other reason than for the previous 500 years, uh, Lutherans and um, Lutherans and Catholics had formally anathematized each other, oh, wow. or that is formally cursed each other. And so within our, our uh, official Lutheran documents called the Book of Concord, mm-hmm. there's this list of anathemas, you know, cursed to be he who believes these things. That's right. Uh, and, you know, so we cursed the Catholics. Right. We basically said, you know, mm. cursed be all who, right. da, 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 da. and they likewise cursed us. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to lift those curses after yes, 500 is. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anathematize. That's a new one for me today. Yeah. Okay. That's the word of the day. Yeah. Anyways, um, we are going to wrap it up here. We will get back next week, back to the parables. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about what the seeds and the weeds or the weeds and the seeds or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so we'll be back yes. in Matthew chapter 13. Okay. It's a Good. parable about weeds and seeds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Until then, um, we hope you have a good celebration of All Saints Day. Mm-hmm.